Hey, thanks for listening. Keep up with our latest shows, articles, and more when you download the WOVU app. That's WOVU 95.9 FM. And make sure to keep up with the station where our voices are united. Now, our voices today. Hey, welcome, welcome to Our Voices Today on WOVU. 95.9 FM. This is Burton Bell Car Community Radio streaming live from WOVU.org and the WOVU mobile app. I hope that everyone is doing well and feeling good. Feeling good. Like that's, uh, you can't like do much about it. I have some, I mean, I mean, you can do a lot about it, but you can't. What am I trying to say? I don't know, but I'm glad it's Friday. Um, I've had a revelation about. These cats, I I need to dig deeper. I need to go deeper inside because I need to discover, I need to reveal to myself why they, why did I bring them into my life? They, I brought them into my life to teach me something. I don't know. I just have, I'm, I'm having like a big ego trip because these cats have just been um, defeating me at every turn. I'm not defeated. I'm not defeated. I will find a the perfect solution to keeping a cat out of my kitchen. Okay, so I've been making the grave mistake of uh, like I caught a big sale on cat food. So I was like, oh, sweet. So I had all these bags of cat food. but I had them in the kitchen, like out, like not in the cupboard, just like sitting up against the wall and on the floor. And um, yeah, I don't know. I guess they can smell it through the bags. And they have uh, jailbroken the security measures that I have diligently put in place to keep them from entering and gallivanting around the kitchen. I think the, uh, the, the, the aroma of so much food just has driven them insane. And... It's like every time I put up a barrier, it just makes them stronger. Every time I create a new obstacle, it's like they get smarter. And I feel dumb. And that's where the ego trip comes in. Like, how are these cats beating me? Y'all are animals. Why is this happening? And I'm not feeling real good about it. And so then it makes me yell at them. But then I'm like, they're cats. They're cats. They're just doing what they're supposed to be doing. And clearly there's a need that they need or something. I don't know because I feed them. So why are they doing this? I'm sorry. <sighs> Thank you so much. 
for tuning in to that little rant. But it's the cast. I got to go deeper, y'all. I got to go deeper because I just don't understand that I don't speak their language. You know, I picked up a cat magazine at the grocery store and I was like, I should get this so I can understand cats. And then I was like, no, it's a it's a refusal. But you guess it's time for me to stop. It's time for me. I'll take my I'll go deep over the weekend because you absolutely <laughs> know exactly what time it is. It's time to get jumping. It's Jumpstart Friday on WOVU 95.9 FM. Jumpstart is an organization of diverse entrepreneurs that believes in supporting other entrepreneurs. We can create a thriving business ecosystem where everyone can become engaged and and benefit from it. So jumpstart. If you're ever ready to take that leap into entrepreneurship, visit them online at jumpstartinc.org slash W-O-V-U. That's jumpstartinc.org slash W-O-V-U. With us today from Jumpstart, well, I'll start here. We are wrapping up a wonderful month of community spotlight. You know, we last week we did the Kinsman area. We've done uh, Glenville. Uh, um, and one other that I'm forgetting. But today we're going to focus on Ohio City. Ooh, and with us, owner of Sauce the City Food Hall is Victor Cersei Jr., a.k.a. Chef Vic, he is here with us today to uh, share his story. Uh, Ashley Shaw. No, I see Donna Gregonis Bailey, Director of Neighborhood Development with Ohio City Incorporated, is here with us. And perhaps we'll get Ashley Shaw, Chief Operating Officer of Ohio City, to join us as well. Uh, If you have any comments or questions about uh, Ohio City neighborhoods about uh ohio city incorporated about sauce the city food hall about anything about entrepreneurship send me a text to the wovu talkback line 216-200-7848 216-200-7848 let me go ahead and uh bring on the voices of our guests today uh good Day to you, uh, Donna Gregonis Bailey of Ohio City Incorporated. How are you today? Good morning. I'm great. Thanks for having us and featuring the neighborhood and our small businesses this morning. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for uh, joining us on this edition of Jumpstart Fridays on WOVU. Uh, and uh, Victor Cersei Jr., a.k.a. Chef Vic owner of Salsa City Food Hall. Welcome to the program. Welcome, welcome. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Absolutely wonderful. So um, let's go ahead and just jump right into it. I'll start with you, um, Donna. You uh, are the Director of Neighborhood Development with Ohio City in 
Incorporated. I don't know if anyone from uh, your outfit has been uh, with us on WOVU before, but go ahead and tell us, you know, about Ohio City Incorporated. It's um, uh, and what you all do uh, for that neighborhood. Good morning. Um, so again, this is Donna, the neighborhood director for Ohio City Incorporated and Tremont West Development Corporations. Um, I actually work between the two neighborhoods because we are trying to share more resources and work more closely together. Um, Ohio City Incorporated does a lot of stuff that I don't think even I didn't know when I started working at the organization of all of the different facets we have. Um, so most, most of what I work on specifically is um, trying to help with the affordable housing in Ohio City. Um, there's been a lot of you know, more expensive housing in the neighborhood. And I know that's been an issue for a lot of small families and people that have been long-term residents. Um, and um, so that's a big thing we've been working on. We just created a community land trust, which is a topic for another day, but also very importantly, we try to make sure that we are you know, supporting our small businesses in the neighborhood and make sure that people that are looking to come into the neighborhood have resources that they need. Um, unfortunately, there is a very high barrier to entry in our neighborhood. The cost per square foot of rental is really high. And that's why places like um, the galley where, you know, Victor is in charge of that with Sauce the City, places like that are so important because you know, it's a place for people to really break into the market and not have to have a lot of, um, not a huge footprint, but make a huge impact in a neighborhood. And I mean, half of the phone calls I get are, how do I get in there? How do I get in there? And it's wonderful to hear that. Um, and we love that. So we want to keep continuing to encourage that kind of uh, momentum going in our neighborhood. And we have a lot of new apartments being built right now as well, in addition to townhomes and um, small homes being built as well throughout the neighborhood. Um, you know, a lot of people think that West 25th is all of Ohio City. And I would argue from living there for so long um, that that is, West 25th is a wonderful amenity, but I would say that is a very different energy from the other parts of the neighborhood that might have more to offer for um, other people in the neighborhood as well. So there's a very diverse um, set of opportunities to get into the neighborhood if you're a small business. Also, we have a lot of, um, we do near west recreation. So we have um, for the near west side, which would be Detroit Shoreway, Ohio City, um, Tremont areas, uh, we have a recreation league where we have baseball. Um, basketball, et cetera, for kids in the neighborhood where they might not have that opportunity to take part in some of those sports. So we are a large contributor to that. Um, we also do a lot of community engagement. We work, we have a lot of um, homeless outreach and we also try to help senior citizens with research um, and incentives that they can get for their homes. I could keep going. So that's just a small flavor of what we have, mm. but um, you know, I know right now we're really trying to encourage development of small storefronts and we don't have enough of those spaces. So mm -hmm. that's one of the big things. And maybe Victor can touch more about, you know, what it's like being in such a bustling part of the neighborhood right now and 
Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, for our listeners who aren't familiar, give us an idea of where exactly, you know, the boundaries are of Ohio City. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we also have Irishtown Bend. I don't know if you guys have heard about that new project happening on West 25th. There's a big park that's happening. Um, so the boundaries of Ohio City, I would say, are uh, just a little bit north of West 25th Street. So really West 25th Street, um, Detroit Avenue till about 55th Street-ish. Depends on where you're at. Some people up to like 57th, say they're Ohio City or Detroit Shoreway, but we're very friendly with each other mm -hmm. um, and we love working with them. And then also on Lorraine. Um, so we are north from Detroit all the way south to about um the highway south of lorraine um and then that's another thing that's happening in ohio state there's going to be a new cycle track coming through lorraine's going to be um revamped and there's going to be a streetscape project happening soon where there will be a dedicated cycle track going down lorraine from the bridge so from the west side market all the way down um lorraine so we're really excited about that into detroit shoreway i think that answered your question yeah. i feel like i'm saying too much <laughs> <laughs> no no that's perfect um and you know thinking about that area um i can see there's a, a good mix of uh industry uh business um and residential um areas and uh so we'll talk about you know the symbiosis between all of those uh different constituents and uh get to know uh, Chef Vic, uh, owner uh, of Sauce the City Food Hall, when we come back from our first break on this edition of Jumpstart Friday on WOVU 95.9 FM. We are putting the spotlight on Ohio City and with us from Ohio City Incorporated, Director of Neighborhood Development, Donna Gregonis Bailey. And Chef Vic, again, owner of Sosta City Food Hall. More when we come back on Jumpstart Friday on WOVU 95.9 FM. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Jumpstart Friday on WOVU 95.9 FM. I'm your host, TC Lewis. With us today is uh, from, we are, let me back up a bit. We are focusing the spotlights as we wrap up a month of Cleveland Community Spotlights. Today, uh, we're rounding it out with Ohio City, uh, you know, the near west side, Detroit, uh, north. Lorraine South uh, and things in between working together with some other peoples and uh, with us getting us all straightened out is the director of neighborhood development with uh, of Ohio City Incorporated Donna Gregonis Bailey I forgot to ask you if I'm saying your uh, name correctly Donna hopefully so um, and also with us uh, owner of sauce the city food hall Victor Cersei jr also known as Chef Vic here uh, with us. So we, we got a, a good idea of what Ohio City Incorporated uh, is, has, is 
the work that they do, you all do for um, for the Ohio City area, the Ohio City neighborhood, uh, businesses, residents, and uh, industry. And so, you know, thinking about how all those work together, of course, we focus on uh, small business uh, in these conversations uh so we'll we'll shift over to chef vic uh sauce in the city food hall uh for those who aren't familiar uh tell us first of all where it is and and, and what it's all about it sounds like it, it might be like a, a a marketplace for small food businesses am i right well sauce well sauce the city um we originated out of the Ohio City Galley. Uh, we were one of the original um, restaurant kitchens that were chosen um, out of about, they interviewed about, I'll say like 50, 60 different chefs and cooks around the city. And we were chosen as one of the four that were, that will go into the Ohio City uh, food hall. Um, so we went in there with high expectations. Um, we really exceeded, you know, all the, expectations set by the Ohio City Galley. Um, we became one of the most popular um, restaurants in there. Um, and we lasted a year and then we went to sign for another year. And two months after we signed, um, Ohio City Galley um, notified us that we had to exit the uh, premises and they were going out of business. So from there, I believe it was like a couple months after that's when COVID and everything started hitting. So it was kind of like a double hit for us. Um, but, you know, people still loved our food. People still was uh, following us around. We did a short pop-up at um, Sayanato's. The Sayanato's owners let us in to do a quick little pop-up combo menu with them, which went well. Um, and then the building owners over at Snavely, um, they reached out and they offered us the space, um, the galley space, um having you know we have such a presence in ohio city and you know just in cleveland in general and we began to rebuild um from the remnants of the ohio city galley um on the corner of west 25th in detroit and it's been a struggle i mean because you know we're taking on a building that could easily probably three four million dollars you know building and it's huge um, and we're not a, like a giant company per se. Um, so it's been definitely a challenge, but we still wanted to offer. The one thing that we liked about the Ohio City Galley is they allow for the smaller um, entrepreneurs and restaurateurs to have the ability to open up a space in a grand, in a grand space, in, a, in an expensive space without a lot of overhead. And the overhead is what kills um, restaurateurs a lot. You know, it makes, you know, the success rate very low um, because you have so many expenses overhead when you begin a business. And sometimes you don't have the profit to, to get you over those humps. So we wanted to keep that going. Um, so we opened up, we started opening up more and more of the kitchens, getting them ready for other chefs. And so far it's been great. Um, right now we have... Uh, Twisted Taino's in there, and they're more of a Latin flavor. Um, they're more of a Caribbean Latin flavor. Then we have uh, Pearl's Kitchen, and she's a known caterer. She also did work with us in the um, Rock and Mortgage Stadium. So she's more of like the Creole, uh, Southern type of feel. And then we have Good Meal Jane. They're a Detroit-style deep dish pizza restaurant. 
And we also have our Lakewood restaurant, the burger shop, all in the same building. So we're providing kind of the same information, the same equipment. Um, it took a strain, but we had to purchase the equipment that was in there. We had to reconcile all the differences. It was a lot of people that Ohio City Gabby left, you know, in the dark um, as far as the bills and everything like that. So we had to take on a lot of those responsibilities, which is which is definitely a strain on a small business. But we're able to keep it rolling and keeping that business going and, you know, igniting the entrepreneurship spirit on the corner of West 25th in Detroit. Wow. Okay. So uh, let's back up a bit. Um, the Ohio City Galley and, uh, you know, was what entity of that you were a part of was in that space? And talk to us about what Ohio City Galley was. Well, Ohio City Galley uh, was a full hall concept that originated in Pittsburgh. Um, they have two full halls in Pittsburgh. One was a small full hall and the other one was larger. And then okay. they, What's the food they decided hall? to expand. What's the food hall? So full hall, the full hall is basically a large um, space um, that has multiple kitchens where individuals can come in and have different diverse food experiences. So it's, it's sort of like a restaurant, but it's more of a cafeteria style. So you can walk in and go to different restaurants and your friends, if you come in with a group of five, all five of you guys can split up and have different food. And then you all can meet up at the table and enjoy your meal with each other. Okay. All right. Can I call it a cool food court if people don't know what a food hall is? Like instead of like the mall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. This is yeah, like, like cool, food cool local businesses with really great food. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. That's... Yeah, and we highlight and we highlight on um, natural and using the um, local economy and putting dollars back into the local economy. Uh, we have a twelve mile radius rule where we get all our produce. Uh, we try to use local farms, local producers. Uh, we use the Riddle Farm, which is a local farm in Cleveland, to get some of our produce. We use Hillcrest, that's local. So it's all about local bringing back mm -hmm. e economics back to Cleveland. All right. Yeah. So, okay. I think we've got our heads wrapped around, uh, uh, Salsa city. So in, in being, um, I guess dislocated from Ohio city galley, um, you know, you decided to create some, a food hall of your own. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. We decided to create, I mean, we took on the exact same building, the exact same layout, exact same equipment right because they Galley called you was. back so we, right yeah so we might so we just um opened up the space for other entrepreneurs um definitely definitely it is a strain um managing and keeping everything rolling with what i mean how many restaurants is that we got four four restaurants in there now um so it's definitely a strain but it's definitely rewarding seeing um like twisted tainos they um they just uh, saving up capital to open up their own location okay. so just seeing those type of stories and seeing and we're looking to expand ourselves in soft city so to our to our own you know locations too um individual locations so it's just a great uh platform for entrepreneurs and restaurateurs to take on and to see if their concept works mm -hmm. yeah I, i've heard about this uh, uh recently um in terms of businesses uh, or, okay, uh, maybe cities or and developers taking distress 
storefronts um, uh, and not distressed, but maybe just empty. And uh, instead of and setting it up as like a pop up space, so like businesses could do like a three month lease instead of like a one year or a two year, you know, just to test the waters and they could take it you know, sort of like month to month, but, you know, for a, a, a bit longer term, but shorter term than normal. And uh, that's what it sounds like uh, these food halls are in Salsa City Food Hall is, you know, giving um, uh, smaller companies an opportunity to test the waters uh, in, in a, um, you know, a, a, a brick and mortar space. Yeah, and we also do coaching as well. Um, we do marketing. Uh, we help them with marketing. We help them with, you know, photographers. Uh, we open up doors for, like, we have relationships with the Cavaliers, Browns. We just did the NFL draft. We had the NFL Network in there about two, three times ordering food. So it, it also exposes um, we're not – we're like a company that don't, like, like hog the exposure – we expose different restaurants, um, anybody that's in there, we expose them to different larger entities and teach them how to, you know, communicate and incorporate themselves so they can expand their company. So it's a lot more. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that Ohio City Galley failed at because they really didn't, um, they didn't coaches, they kind of just threw us in there and then they kind of like, like make some money for us, you know. So mm-hmm. in that, I take on a responsibility in trying to help my chefs to um, go to the next level with marketing, help them with TikTok, you know what I mean? Instagram, you know, stuff like that. Show them how, show them how to do a little bit of everything with that. Yeah. And the whole point is for them to be able to grow and get their own space. Right. And then you bring yes. in some, another like newcomer uh, to the table and the same thing happens. Yeah. That's the idea of the, food hall that we have at this point yeah awesome awesome so uh um donna you know how popular you know is this concept as you you know kind of look at uh other cities i think chef vic said this came from uh pittsburgh or philadelphia sorry if i got that wrong but um you know um is this something that um is popular you know in terms of revitalizing neighborhoods building thriving neighborhoods you know growing business in communities this model yeah so uh i think victor is a great testament to how successful this concept is you know this small incubator space you know for small businesses that have a low barrier to entry and kind of low risk i mean i know it's a big risk to open up business but you know these are really great opportunities for startups And, you know, I know our neighborhood is always looking for opportunities and partnerships to help with startups and resources. Um, And Victor is a great mentor to these businesses. It's obvious because people are always emailing, calling, asking, is there space in the, in the, in in the Sosta City Galley space? And I'm always like, well, it's very full, you know, we can always, you know, take your information and people really like the West Side Market too. But it seems like the galley, you know, Victor space is like really booming. And, you know, what another thing we've been really trying to do is encourage development of storefront space that's a thousand square feet or under. Uh, Victor, what would you say is like the average square foot of like a small kitchen in the galley space? Um, I like uh, small kitchen, probably like it's not even, it's like 40 to 50. 
that just the kitchen alone yeah about 40 it's not big at all um but the kitchen yeah you have like a huge uh like place to eat and the bar is there yeah the seating seating space almost like five thousand three four is around three to five thousand square feet and we got patio space and and um yeah and we have a whole bar side that we don't even we utilize only on private events so that's about four thousand square feet too yeah, so it's a big space overall, but there's a lot of small um, storefront spaces. So you're not, if you're a small business starting up, you don't have to think about, you know, how to get all these tables and chairs and fill this space up. Um, it just naturally. Yeah, all that. Yeah, all that is already built in. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we're always trying to encourage, you know, even new buildings that have, if they're able to break up into small spaces, we always are encouraging that because even if you look at West 29th, um by the church and state building which people like to call hinge town in ohio city um you know there's a tea shop mm-hmm. there's beef jar there's all these small spaces that allow creative things to happen and if we were able to create more of those startup spaces and have more programs for small businesses you know it can only be more beneficial to our community because i mean as much as we all love chipotle and other large you know national chains you can get those anywhere like mm-hmm. This is more yeah. community focused and locally focused. And that's really what our neighborhood strives to maintain that feeling. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, that's a good place to uh, take our next break. You are tuned in to Jumpstart Friday on WOVU 95.9 FM. You have been hearing the voices of Chef Vic, owner of Sauce the City Food Hall, West 25th and Detroit in Ohio City. And from Ohio City Incorporated, the Director of Neighborhood Development, Donna Gregonis Bailey. Uh, we are wrapping up our month-long spotlight on Cleveland communities. Ohio City is up at bat today. <coughs> Uh, Stay tuned. More on Jumpstart Friday on WOVU 95.9 FM. Welcome back. You are tuned in to our uh, Jumpstart Friday on WOVU 95.9 FM. I'm your host, T.C. Lewis. Today with us in our final Cleveland Community Spotlight, we are shining the light on Ohio City. With us from Ohio City Incorporated, Donna Gregonis Bailey. She is the Director of Neighborhood Development there and owner of Sauce the City Food Hall. Chef Vic is also here with us you can uh learn more about sauce the city by going online to sauce the city cleveland.com uh lots of good stuff there um where can we uh see uh do we need to go to the individual um chef vic the individual um uh kitchens websites in the sauce the city food hall to see what they have or is there like a uh, one main page we can get all that from yeah, you'll go to our Instagram and then we Instagram. have links okay. um, where you can follow their Instagrams and follow their websites. Um, mm. but everybody has their own individual um, websites. 
The only one that doesn't is the burger shop because they're technically under Sauster City. Okay. So Sauster City and the burger shop are under one roof. And then the Good Meal Jane has his own. Pearl Kitchen has their own. And Twisted Tainos has their own. Okay. Instagram. So I would say direct people to Instagram. Okay. Instagram. Instagram. Go to the Sauster City Cleveland Instagram. And um, give us, I know you just said them like really quick, but tell us again all of uh, the uh, the the uh, CEOs in the Salsa City Food Hall and, and what they offer. Okay, so Good Meal Jane is they um they mainly you know they kind of you know cover themselves on secrecy um, because it's like kind of difficult to get the pizza. You know they try to it's real exclusive the pizza. You have to go to a special link to get the order and everything like that. So um, that chef, I can't name, but the pizza speaks for itself. Um, the Detroit style pizza. And you have Twist Tainos, which is Chef Jose Melendez. Um, they specialize in Puerto Rican, Dominican, Latin type of style with food, Caribbean twist to classic, classic uh, Puerto Rican type foods. Um, so they're good as well mafungo empanadas stuff like that and then you have pearl's kitchen she's more um focused on she's more focused on um creole um southern type of base food black and salmon uh, mac and cheese that type of food and her name and that is um chef tawana Awesome. Thank you uh, for sharing that great information. Remember, uh, go to Sauce the City Instagram for more details on all of those uh, chefs and their creations. Um, Donna, I want to ask you um, with, you know, this this concept, uh, the food hall concept uh, as an incubator space for for chefs, uh, and small, you know, food companies. You know, we're seeing um, the same thing, you know, with with tech companies, incubator spaces, um, but in neighborhoods it, it, with uh, the Sauce the City Food Hall being on um, the very visible corner, you know, West 25th and Detroit is kind of, you know, like a, an anchor there that, um, you know, that can, that impacts the, the rest of the neighborhood. Um, do you see like more of these, uh, popping up and how, how do, how, what is that impact that something like this where they're, the space is multi-use, um, but they're like, you know, many, many malls, right. In, in the smaller neighborhood, you know, how do you see this concept kind of, um, yeah, having like the greater impact on, on the area? Yeah, that's a great question and observation that, you know, this is sort of a, an anchor to our neighborhood. And I look at it that way, because when you're coming from downtown um, west over the bridge, you know, what's the first thing you see is this beautiful building. And you might not know exactly what's in there, but it's the building you've always recognized driving over. And then when you find out that it's this like beautiful bustling, you know, incubator space, it makes it even more interesting than just the basic you know, here's one restaurant and that's it. Um, it's, it's really fun to go in and, you know, you go with a couple of friends or your family and maybe not everyone agrees on what they want. So you each try something different and then you sort of share everything. 
I guess that's pre-COVID, but even post-COVID, we still share everything. Um, but, you know, one of the issues across the nation and, and as well as in Cleveland is that real estate's very expensive. And I know in our neighborhood, again, I know I mentioned earlier, but the cost to, the barrier to entry is really expensive. So if you're the small, you know, if you have a kitchen and you're, you're ready to take that next step and you're not sure exactly, you know, how much your risk you're willing to take, um, you know, it's scary opening up a small business, regardless of what it is, especially food. Um, you know, so we're always encouraging our new buildings to break up into smaller retail spaces if we can, um, because that's what everyone's looking for, sort of looking for, well, not everyone, but a lot of people, it seems like have been looking for small spaces that are break, broken up. And I like how you sort of call it malls within these buildings, but you know, they each take on their own unique flavor. And I would love to encourage more of these. And we are trying to encourage more of these um, throughout the neighborhood, especially with the new buildings. Um, it's just, um, you know, we are, we, we do rely a lot on tourism too. So a lot of the people that might be going to these food halls are coming from out of the neighborhood as well. And I don't know, Victor, if you've noticed that, but it's probably a lot of people like hearing about it, seeing it on social media, etc. They're coming from all over. Is that what you're seeing, Victor? Do you think, I mean, it's probably a good mix of neighborhood people as well, but every time I come oh, yeah. bustling with people that I've never seen before and I love it. Yeah, we, um, we partner with, um, this is Cleveland and Cleveland scene and everybody like that. And we basically wanted people, if, when you come into Cleveland, want them to let you got, let them know like we're there and they can experience about like four different tastes of Cleveland all in one building. So that's the main draw. And we get cultures from everywhere. I mean, we just had, um, we had a whole group from like, um, they came from the, for the Celtics. I believe the Cavaliers played the Celtics. So we had a whole group come over from the stadium just for the food. So that's, that was amazing. Um, different cultures as well. So I know um, Chef Melinda, as he has stated that um, there used to be a huge, Latin influence on the West 25th back in the day, like way before, you know, I'm only 30, but um, back in the day, kind of like it was um, a Latin restaurant. Um, I think it was over there by Market Brewery where that's at right now. Um, so he's saying there used to be huge Latin presence there and it, it kind of was taken away. So it was a, it was a refreshing to see them being able to, um, you know, open up the doors and, you know, kind of, you know, cause it's on Friday, Saturday, that place is packed, man. Uh, with multiple different cultures, you got African-Americans, you have Asian Americans, you have um, uh, kind of everybody coming in there and they just enjoying themselves and nobody is, you know, separated, everybody's together. So it's like a huge melting pot and it's all put together with good food. So that's what I love about our concept. Yeah. Another thing, another thing to note about that location too, is across the street, there's, um, construction is just starting on our, the new, um, park, Bend. that'll be coming up and be completed in a few years, but it's starting now. Um, and yeah, also that's a, amazing. then there's also a, a really beautiful new, um, hotel that's slated to start construction this year as well on the Northeast corner from, um, South the city as well. So, you know, 
you go there today and it's going to look like one thing and then you come back in a year or two and there's going to be even more you know buzz going around and more opportunities for you know incubator space if it's possible in the future so i know that's always our priority as small businesses especially our uh, legacy built businesses as well in the neighborhood yeah i mean and this all sounds really great you know for entrepreneurs and um uh, 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 you know, uh, like you said, tourists coming in, you know, what, what is the, 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 the residents, the residential community surrounding, um, all of this development, you know, uh, what is their take on it? Do they feel like this is, these are positive changes? Are they worried about, you know, losing some of maybe the essence of, of the neighborhood with all of this new uh, growth and development? Yeah, that's a really wonderful question. Um, that's something that, you know, we all sort of struggle with is, you know, it is the free market. And I wish we could, you know, a lot of us wish that we could control it and have maybe not control it, but maybe offer more incentives for more small businesses like Sauce the City um, Food Hall. You know, that would be my number one priority if I were able to have endless amounts of dollars. Um, but, you know, it is scary. Change is scary. And to see all of these people coming into the neighborhood, you know, to visit these different restaurants and they just keep getting more popular. And I know, you know, living around Ohio City and working in the neighborhood, um, you know, you see that it's changed a lot in the past couple of years and it's going to continue changing especially with all the new housing that's slated to come up. Um, I know Ohio City, we did a, we hired a national consultant to do a retail plan for us. And um, it was a really comprehensive plan that surveyed um, more than a thousand people in the neighborhood. And there were really two elements that were important to take from the plan. Um, you know, we looked at stakeholders, focus groups, we used Corbinize, a platform that is, um, that helps us engage with community members more comprehensively. Um, we did this plan and um, it was one of the most engaged projects that our organization has seen in the community, which was really wonderful because it was focusing on retail and knowing that the neighborhood will be changing and growing want to make sure that we try to align the businesses we're recruiting and the businesses that are that we're advocating for and supporting um, are being, uh, you know, prioritized. So a couple of the things that we took from that are, um, you know, people want more fast, casual and affordable restaurants, um, especially ethnic restaurants. Um, that was one of the big takeaways from that plan. Um, another one was places to shop. People really want places to shop like clothing and they also want experiences. And I know this is a trend nationally, but they want things to do. Um, I know we have, you know, cooking classes, flower shops that have, you know, different workshops. We have um, a deli called Larder that they do a lot of workshops too. And they do foraging classes. I know I've done where you go in the woods and you like run around and look at random things and ask, what can I make out of this? And you can like make tea out of bark or leaves or something strange, which I haven't done, but it was right. fun to learn about it. Um, <laughs> or you can do, you know, like cooking, more cooking classes, you can make candles. So people really want experiences in the neighborhood and those places have really been growing and thriving in our neighborhood. Um, 
but also I know we mentioned that a lot of the people coming to the neighborhood are tourists. Um, and, you know, based on the things that the community wants, unfortunately, you know, we can't sustain those businesses with only the residents. Um, so if the residents are saying they want a Rite Aid or, or a drugstore or a hardware store mm -hmm. and retail, we don't have the population, unfortunately, as it stands to sort of make sure that those businesses thrive and stay in business, you know, stay lucrative for the small business owner. So that is why so many people are coming from other regions is because, you know, we're, we're drawing them in, businesses are drawing them in, but, um, you know, we don't have the density necessarily yet. And everyone keeps saying they want X, Y, or Z. And that's why we're so heavily, um, our businesses are so heavily focused on food and beverages because it's drawing in people from out of town or out of the neighborhood. And that is, in my opinion, great because we want to make sure that those businesses are supported, but we really do need more density. So, you know, mm -hmm. if we're able to build more housing, it creates more affordable housing. And um, we have to really aim for 15 to 20,000 residents so that we can start recruiting more of these small businesses like Victor and also retail. Um, but I guess I'm, I feel like I'm uh, repeating it again, but no. you know, we don't have the density as it stands to withstand with just our population, the businesses that are there. So we have to continue to recruit more housing and development in order to withstand what the neighborhood says that they want also. So I don't know, it's, a, it's, it's hard because I know the word gentrification is always being brought up mm -hmm. and it's sort of an issue nationwide, but it's also a regional issue as well. And there's good and bad. I don't know, it's hard because we don't want to push anyone that's been in the neighborhood a long, long time out either. Yeah. We also focus on uh, uh, supporting a lot of the um, legacy businesses are mm -hmm. here. Like, I don't know if you have ever been to um, Le Petit Triangle or Flying Fig. Um, those are some of the businesses that have been here a long time in like Market Garden or Barcento. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard of them. Uh, yeah. So what, how much of the focus uh, though is on um, uh, incorporating um, those who live in uh, Ohio City into the small business uh, ecosystem? Uh. Um, well, I know anytime we can, if we have the information that we share it immediately with the community and we get them engaged and get their feedback on what's going to be going in the neighborhood. And if for some reason the community is really against, you know, X, Y, or Z, you know, we have to support that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if that's your question, but, um, you know, our focus is our community, but, um, yeah, I don't mm -hmm. know. It's, it's difficult to balance those two things. It's like, you have to balance the new with the existing and, you know, wish yeah. we, I wish we had more say in what the future outcome was in some of these properties, but you know, there's only so much we can do. We just try to advocate, advocate for what the neighborhood wants and encourage those businesses that do reach out or those developers that do want to work with us in creating something that the neighborhood would be amenable to. Victor, you had something? Oh, I was just saying that um, Donna's right. Um, because it's like, because when we first opened, 
we got we had a lot of backlash. Um, um, I know about um, when Ohio City was there, Ohio City Galley was there. It was backlash because um, it used to be Massimo's. So Massimo's had like a $5 all you could eat, uh, but it was a, like a buffet almost. So a lot of, of the people came in there to talk about $5 buffets. And I'm like, uh, yeah, we don't have that. And then, you know, they was really upset. And then it kind of, they kind of like, it was a wave. And then it took a while for people just to get used to the, um, the idea that it was a new type of um, organization and food um, business there. So, you know, I believe Ohio City, I love it. I mean, it's a huge melting pot. Um, I love the organizations like Ohio City Incorporated. Um, you know, they're just surrounded and they're there to help. You know, Ashley over there, she's always willing to, you know, shoot her email. She's definitely going to hit you back with like a whole bunch of information and, you know, documents to help you. The city, the councilman McCormick over there, he helped us out a lot when we shut down. So it's just like, it's a rallying cry over there. That's why I love Ohio City. And that's why I want to, you know, open up more businesses there because I just feel like the community is, you know, involved and organizations are surrounding you and the resources are surrounding you for success. So that's why I like it. Yeah. And I plan on opening up more. Uh, you yourself have become one of those uh, organizations, as you mentioned, you uh, all those who um, participate or come into Salsa City Food Hall uh, are made available from you coaching and, and guidance. And um, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, um, and so, uh, you know, who what organizations or what individuals helped coach and guide you, you know, on your journey um, through entrepreneurship and now, you know, building an organization. Yeah, well, um, man, I didn't work with everybody almost, um, from Kent state. Um, and it's weird. Cause I got like my master's is in like clinical counseling or something. Like I used to be a marriage counselor, a 20 year old <laughs> marriage counselor. Imagine that it was terrible, but, um, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. So I work with Kent State. Um, Kent State kind of hooked me up with um, Jumpstart, ECDI. I work with them. Um, Cleveland Culinary Launch Kitchen. Um, we used to sell individual jars of sauce to like stores. That's where we first started making our sauces. I, I did that when I was in college. Um, like sophomore year, I created the sauce company. So that's what Sauce City was before it was Sauce City. It was Apple and Food Products. So we just made signature sauces. Um, the Cavaliers, the Airmark, definitely Airmark helps us out, um, uh, when we are in the stadium and even outside resources, um, the Browns, um, they helped us out, um, doing, or doing community, uh, rallies, um, just feeding the homeless, the Browns foundation helps out, um, the artist MGK helped us out a lot. Um, and, you know, again, he fed about a thousand people giving out sandwiches and stuff like that. So we do. And then we fed Metro Health as well. So Metro Health, man, there's so many people, man. I mean, we just work with everybody. I mean, if you if you're open, if you're open to helping people, helping the community, we're kind of like a green light on that, on helping the community, helping economics, helping the homeless. You know, we're just all about like just helping everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's like Captain Planet, you know, I don't know. <laughs> It's weird, but no. we just help everybody. Um, so that's 
we would work with everybody. Yeah, no. Urban League, the Urban League. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work the Urban League as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, uh, the, no, having a big heart and being open, you know, that's how all the things you need come to you, right? Um, And, you, you know, this is an ecosystem. This is, we all rely on each other. We're all inter connected so all that is great what advice uh chef vic would you give to those uh who are looking to get into entrepreneurship or who like you mentioned uh, a couple of times you know who are going through the struggle especially uh through the pandemic um and just the normal regular uh challenges of having your own business you know what what uh what tips what diamonds of wisdom do you have for our listening audience in that regard? Um, I would tell them, um, keep it simple. Focus on the product first. Focus on uh, specializing your product, perfecting your product. And also, if it's a craft, if you have a craft, just focus and work on your craft. Uh, make sure that's perfected. Make sure that's tested. Um, test your product. Test your craft out with the community. Make sure the people have great feedback. Be accepted be accepting to feedback, be, you know, receptive to constructive criticism, um, but also just focus in, like focus in on a, a focal point. Um, our focal point was the sauce. I mean, we ran our sauce through, we did Carnival's Affairs for about three, four years, just perfecting the perfect sauces that everybody in the family could enjoy. Not only like the mom sauce or dad sauce, it was a sauce. We tried to create sauces where everybody could enjoy and that's what we worked on for numerous years. It was about five years uh, since I was a sophomore college. We worked on perfecting the sauce uh, recipes and stuff like that. And that's what we relied on. That was our foundation. And from there, we was able to build everything. As long as you got a strong foundation, whether it's a product, whether it's your craft, whether it's you know your personality, whatever, you just work to perfect it and make sure it's strong. And then once you got that foundation, you can build anything on that. Yeah. Wow. That's great advice. And I've been hearing that a lot lately. Focus, uh, uh, you know, focus on the one thing and, and perfect that and then build from there. I think that's what I got to just yeah, what especially in Cleveland, especially like Ohio City and Cleveland. There's so many resources that can help you with the other stuff like the accounting, the finances, you know, um, you know, taxes. Uh, registration, you know, the house city corporate, like it's so many resources. So you just got to have a, a, a great product and a great craft. And as long as you could put your money on that craft or that product, you have the resources around you. Mm-hmm. And we live in an age of YouTube and, you know, Google. So you kind of like Google your way through a lot of stuff. So as long as you have a great focal point where if everything collapses, you always have that foundation then you you're unstoppable there's nothing that can stop you but yourself wow i mean can we get any better than that donna uh (laughs) i think chef vic has said it all right there um so i guess we can leave it right there uh and you know if that doesn't inspire you to keep going uh inside and through your entrepreneurship journey you know i don't know what it will because you know there there is help all around you you know especially here 
in the city of Cleveland and Northeast Ohio. You know, uh, okay. And if you are in Ohio City and looking to uh, open a business, start a business in Ohio City, get in touch with Ohio City Incorporated. Find them online at ohiocity.org. Uh, and check out Sauce the City on Instagram at Sauce the City. And then there is, I'm looking at it right here. Uh, you can, there's a whole list of all of the wonderful uh, chefs that are uh, involved with the Sauce the City Food Hall. Also, check out Sauce the City at saucethecitycleveland.com. And let's not forget about our friends over at Jumpstart. Find them online at jumpstartinc.org slash WOVU. You can also give them a call at 216-363-3400. And with that, we will send you off. Have a wonderful weekend, Cleveland. And if you're ready to take that leap, you have all the things you need right here in Cleveland. Uh, you are tuned in to Jumpstart Friday on WOVU 95.9 FM. We'll see you next time.